guest today is someone who's waited a long time to do this. We can't wait any longer. This is a loaded episode on a loaded topic. My guest today is Alyssa Schuster. We know her as Shu. Shu, how are you? Oh my goodness, Case. I'm so excited to be here, truly. Um, I didn't think that I was going to start out by saying this, but it feels like the first thing to say feels right. I have never listened to a podcast before. Any podcast. Any podcast ever before yesterday, before I started doing, I mean, before weeks ago when I started doing some research. Um, And I listened to your podcast. And what a world that I'm stepping into. You've never listened to a podcast before yesterday. No, I actually kind of prided myself on that fun, fun little fact. That um, is, that is, first of all, that is psychotic as I base my entire life and personality around what podcast I'm listening to at the time. Insanity. But why have you avoided them? Um, it's not necessarily, great question, Case. Um, Thank you. It, it's not necessarily that I've avoided them, which in a way, I guess I absolutely have. Um, but, and, and I kind of want to talk about this uh, later, but um, if I'm going to be listening to something, I'm just, it has to be music. Like, I, I don't want to listen to people talk. I want to listen to people sing. Um, so it's nothing against podcasts themselves, except for the fact that they're not music. Well, that's a great transition, shoot, because we have a, an episode today where we're primarily going to be talking about the idea of male manipulator music. This was, dare I say, a meme that spawned a few months back, one that hit very close to home, one that I was able to immediately identify and interact with. But before we get to that, before I really open Shu's world up to what kind of music is out there, Shu, you constructed a playlist, you sent it to me Mm -hmm. of of what you would normally be listening to, because I, I will tell you, you've only listened to one episode. This is the first episode we've done really in the entire show. It's been going on for over a year at this point where I have told the guest, here is what I want you to listen to. And it's specifically music that I like. Typically it's the opposite way where right. the guest is, is bringing me music. But I, I, for this episode, I had a specific idea and a specific guest in mind, but I did have you send me some stuff. You sent me a 10 song YouTube playlist full of Hozier and kind mm-hmm. of a, a, a bluesy cover of a Sean Paul song. <laughs> and uh, of course, something from the Twilight Breaking Dawn soundtrack. Shu, I, I don't even know like what this was. It was so abstract to what I, I normally listen to. So I guess I, you say, if you're going to listen to something, you want it to be music. When it comes to music, what are you looking to get out of whatever you're listening to? Um, That... Once again, Case, great question. <laughs> I uh, I was thinking about it, and it is absolutely horrible that I'm going to say this, but I am a performer, and I a lot of the music that I tend to listen to is music that like I f- can either really get into along with the singer. So vocals are are a really big big thing for me. Um, that's why a lot of the um, songs that I send you are like really, really strong, powerful voices. So I obviously really, really, I will say I tried really hard to be very eclectic with that playlist um, because Case knows as well as many of uh, our close friends know, I'm a huge Bruno Mars fan and I didn't wanna just have it be um, 
kind of what you thought I was going to send you. So I kind of worked a little hard to send you some, a, a big range of, of, of music. Well, I will link that playlist in the episode description, just in case people want to peruse what she was listening to. I have said on this show many times that I think singing is overrated. <laughs> if you're going to make a song, it you need to have words. I don't like instrumentals, but the art of singing Eh, I can take it or leave it. Like, I kind of just want somebody to talk into a microphone underneath a bed of music. You have a look of disgust on your face. I would like to know what you think of that. It's not disgust, and I'm sorry if it's coming off that way. Off that way. It's just, like, pure shock that you and I are on such extreme opposites, like, polar opposites <laughs> when it comes to music, because I am the exact, exact opposite Uh you, you you came from what a performing arts high school where you did a lot of song and dance is that correct that is correct I yes I'm a musical theater kid at heart unfortunately um so I do so that being said when I was creating the playlist my roommates asked if I was going to add any um show tunes and I was thinking about it I won't lie to you Case, but I didn't yeah, uh, show tunes, obviously, I have no patience for that nonsense. Not going to listen to it, not really going to just respect it. But but I, I want to be clear, especially as this episode will veer into possibly a very pretentious territory at some point, which I hope the listeners realize is self-aware, that, Shu, I hope I've never made you feel bad about the music you listen to or that I have come down on you in any sort of aggressive way because, obviously, if you like it, great. Personally, I can't imagine traveling state lines to go see Bruno Mars in person, which I believe you've done not once but twice. I could be wrong. I'll ask you in a minute. It blows my mind that that's something someone would, would do. But if it brings you joy, more power to you. So how many times have you crossed state lines to go see Bruno Mars? Case low. Sorry, I just gave out your full name on air. But oh, it was such I'm a secret. Be, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I have crossed state lines, I believe, every single time I've seen Bruno Mars, which is eight times. What? <laughs> it's, it's crazy coming out of my mouth. <laughs> I'm glad you know that, but I, I guess... The, the question that I had, because I was going to ask, you know, hey, I know you're a big Bruno Mars fan. Yeah. It's, I, I guess, the equivalent of I've talked about in the show how much I love a band like the Front Bottoms or someone like Morrissey, his songs, not his words. Relax, everybody. <laughs> I, you sort of have a similar thing with Bruno Mars, and yet he wasn't included on the playlist. So can you briefly just explain why it is you have such a, a fondness for the man that is Bruno Mars? Um, I would love to answer that question. Um... So yes, I didn't put him in this playlist because A, um, he's very, very popular. And one, I don't think that that fits this podcast really in any way, shape or form. Um, he's very pop. He's very- uh, he's I very, would say groovy. Is that a word that you would use to describe him? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. I think, I think he is now groovy. I think he kind of has gone through this whole journey. Um, but yes, he's very, so he's very popular. That's kind of the main reason why I didn't include him. Also, another thing that I kind of tried to do with this playlist, since you gave me a male manipulators playlist, I tried with the exception of Hosier, 
which we can talk about later. <laughs> I tried to make a very strong, powerful female lead playlist. And Bruno Mars has no rhyme or reason being on that playlist. <laughs> so the strong female lead definitely came across because I, I just, I, every song in like a weird way I felt like they were trying to sell me shampoo or something like it was all so positive and upbeat it just like they were they were happy to be here which is not necessarily what I'm used to at all I do want to talk about Hozier he was the one artist in the nine or ten songs you sent me that I recognized you love this man that's correct I do I love this man um <laughs> I've seen him a couple times not as much as Bruno Mars um but I have seen him a couple times he is he's so tall <laughs> that's hey hey that's what they say you know i'm six two not a lot of people give me credit for how tall i am do you know how tall hojir is off the top of your head i want to say like around six five so i'm not impressed i you know <laughs> i i could i could get there easily well shu i think that is a a good overview of where you came into this podcast you're someone that likes upbeat music you're someone that respects vocals melodies harmonies and yeah. such all things that you know eh, it's fine I, it's, I don't have anything against them the same the same reason like I don't have anything against Bruno Mars I want to make that clear I think it's weird to have a strong opinion one way or another about him he kind of just seems like a guy that should exist and yeah. if if someone was like oh, I hate Bruno Mars like that guy's what's wrong with music I'd be like eh, I don't know he seems fine traveling state lines eight different times to see him I'm like that's also a little weird like at least we could be upfront about that oh it's very it's very weird um I will say just a little plug for Bruno Mars he's an amazing performer so if you do get the chance to see him and cross state lines I would highly suggest it um yeah well Bruno Mars does not appear on the male manipulator playlist that I constructed. Now, Shu, when you hear the term male manipulator music, yeah. what what do you think of? What comes into your mind? I think of music that my ex listens, like would listen to. Someone who did me wrong, you know what I mean? Um, and then when I, upon further inspection after listening to it, I was 100% correct. Um, yeah, it's, it's what it sounds like. It's exactly what it sounds like. Um, but I will say, Case, there were a couple songs that I, that I, I did like. Well, that is, that is tremendous news. So we're going to break down this playlist in a second. Obviously, the male manipulator music playlist that I constructed will be available in the episode description. It's a Spotify playlist if you'd like to follow along. I will say up top... I, there's not negative connotations that come with this term. There's there's the the joking side of it that's very fun that we're going to be discussing. And then kind of when this meme, if you will, began to gain some traction, there were some very real discussions about the toxic world of especially indie rock and, and punk rock and everything that is entirely valid and true. It needs to be discussed. I cannot bring justice to those topics where this is a lighthearted podcast, okay? There's plenty of other things you could read, plenty of other shows you could listen to that will tackle why, yes, this is funny, but also why it's kind of wrong. This is going to be the show that talks about how funny it is. And I want to read you a passage from Rowdy Magazine 
that describes male manipulator music as such when they say, I think we can trace it back to the whitewash trend of romanticizing emotionally unavailable indie men. And thus, in order to unpack and understand this breed of boy, we look at the intersections of their interest for answers. It's a secret language we've developed in order to identify and avoid common red flags. A prime example is Tom from 500 Days of Summer. In an effort to not allow ourselves to become the manic pixie dream girl, we've gotten pretty good at running as fast as we can away from the Toms of the world. Even Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who played Tom himself, reflects on this cult classic film, saying, watch it again. It's mostly Tom's fault. He's projecting he's not listening. He's selfish. Luckily, he grows by the end. Obviously, the question coming out of this is, Shu, what are your thoughts on 500 Days of Summer? I knew it. I was like, Case is going to squeeze 500 days of summer into this somehow. I know it. <laughs> um, I, I'm i a very big New Girl fan. So Zoe Deschanel, right. yes. Zoe Deschanel in a, in a movie was um, very fun. Uh, I watched the movie the first time and I, I liked it. I didn't think anything bad of it. It's not something that I would write home about. But after rewatching it and then reading kind of everything about it and all like the drama behind it. Um, I understand, I understand where a lot of articles are coming from, especially that one. I own many of the shirts that Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character owns in that movie. It's humbling. And I will, I will say before we finally break into this playlist, you brought up new girl. We've talked about Bruno Mars. I mentioned you had a song in your playlist from the twilight soundtrack it sound awful <laughs> i was gonna say are there any other interests you have that you would like to get on the record just so our listeners know like we're about to talk about uh law dispute and mccafferty and a band called teen suicide and shu was coming into this perspective like new girl's cool as shit i love bruno mars twilight's my favorite movie yeah I mean, that's honestly like a really good summation of all my parts, <laughs> everything I have to offer. Well, let's talk about male manipulator music. I will ask you up top, had you heard of any of the songs I sent you? Did you know any of the songs or any of the artists? Not a one. Not a one. <laughs> I would have been shocked had you said otherwise. I am assuming you know this just from our text conversations, but I, I want to state it here. All of these songs we're about to talk about, I love. These are like, not some, well, some of them are some of my all-time favorite songs, but just in general, like, these are songs that I hear, and it's like, don't let me get in my zone. Like, this is going to be my shit. And specifically the opening song, which is Andrea by La Dispute. Uh, Shoot, this is one of my all-time favorite songs this is a desert island song, like Mount Rushmore of what I like in music. This is it. One of my favorite bands and my favorite song by this band. So I'm very curious from you, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, let me bring up the lyrics because the lyrics are always where... Where things can go wrong. Where things can go wrong. Well, while um, you're looking up the lyrics, let me ask you this real quick. The, the song starts with kind of a, a spoken word poem and the intensity ramps up throughout the four minutes ending with what is, in layman's terms, shouting. Your thoughts on the vocal style of this performer? Um, I, I guess I've never seen this performer 
perform. But after listening to the song, it seems very hard to believe that this song is sustainable in a singing sense, especially towards the end where you said that it it turns into a little bit of screamo, as the kids call it. Um, I uh, I was thinking about a case, and I and I really liked. I tried to listen to it through your your eyes because, like you said, I knew that these are very um, precious. What a terrifying perspective, by the way, to try to put yourself into my body and listen to these songs. Yeah, it was a really bad experience. <laughs> Had to watch Twilight afterwards just to just to cleanse yourself. Yeah, just to cleanse myself and also for fun. Um, <laughs> I listened to the music itself because if I'm being completely honest, not that it irks me, but if I feel like you could just grab anyone from the crowd and be like, hey, read these words and maybe sing them a little bit. We'll see how it sounds. And it could sound if as good, if not better than the original. I feel like <laughs> that's not something that I want to listen to. However, I listen to like the music behind it and kind of everything but the singing and the and I listen to the lyrics the lyrics are a little bit messed up a little bit fucked up um <laughs> which we'll talk about in just a second I really like the music you like the music I I will say in regards to your thoughts on just this idea of being able to pull anybody out of the crowd and having them sing the song something I would argue as a positive I have said before many times, I don't care about talent show singers. If you just have this classically trained, beautiful voice, I'm bored by it. Move on to somebody else. Move on to someone. I, I lived with a musician for a long time. And he would always say, you know, you know, Case, you uh, you really like singers with character, don't you? And that is true. And I, I think uh, Jordan Dreyer of La Dispute is exactly that. He is a singer with a lot of character. Now you mentioned the lyrics. Are there any that really jump out to your mind as being particularly troubling through the scope of male manipulator music? Um, well, here I will first start with a controversial opinion. This male manipulator music, like from really from a sense that I got is more of like, I imagine, I imagine someone in a fedora singing it or listening to it. Like the lyrics, um, it's what, verse two. I remember when you leaned in quick to kiss me and I swear not a single force on earth could stop the trembling of my hand. He's so nervous. He's so nervous because he's wearing a fedora and he's so nervous and she's about to kiss him and he's never had his first kiss before. <laughs> you know, that's kind of what it feels like. You raise a good point because there are kind of two ends of the male manipulator spectrum where you can have either the artist that is uh, either through their actions, which there are some bands on this list like that, or through their lyrics are painting a very manipulative picture, or there are a few bands we'll talk about. And I, and I think La Dispute is one of them where by all accounts, they're good guys who are really trying to almost shed this skin to an extent. It's a little bit mean that I put them on this list but they attract a certain fan. They attract a certain ex-boyfriend type that is going to take these lyrics very seriously. I know perhaps there was a point in time where I was fresh out of a relationship and I was really latching onto this song specifically about a long distance relationship that fizzles out. I was latching onto this pretty hard. And in the last verse, and I'll read some of these lyrics here where the singer says, I breathed your name into the air. I etched your name into me. I felt my anger swelling. I swam into its sea. 
I held your name inside my heart, but it got buried in my fear. It tore the wiring of my brain. I did my best to keep it clear. And then he goes on to say, if I can't love you as a lover, I will love you as a friend and I will lay a bed before you, keep you safe until the end. Is that troubling? Do you, do you, are you disturbed by hearing that? Um, my answer is yes and no. Here's what I will say. And I was thinking about this a lot because on one hand, this is creepy as hell. And it would make me very uncomfortable if anyone was like, hey, I wrote this for you, <laughs> you know? Um, however, I think it's really about the lens that you put it through because if you look at it from like a very on paper kind of point of view, this is like a really heartbreaking song. And this person is obviously like very upset and they really put a lot of like heart, you know, heartfeltness, heartbreak into uh, their lyrics, you know? So if you read them like as a poem, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of beautiful, <laughs> but if like a dude was ever like, you made me sad and I wrote this song about you and it ended with one, two, three, four, I've been alone. Um, I've been afraid. I hear your, like, <laughs> like I'd be like, nice try. Very cool try, but I am going to change my phone number. Well, with that in mind, show with every song that we're going to hear on this playlist, uh, we are going to give it a, or you are rather, I guess I can too, give it a rating from one to 10 on the manipulative scale. Andrea by La Dispute, where does this fall under? This is a pretty solid one, and I'm going to give it a seven. That uh, personally hurts as someone that puts a lot of stock into this song as a way to just describe how they're doing, their personality, what they like and dislike. I think it's maybe a healthy four. I tend to lean a little bit towards the uh, the poetic side of things and take that perspective. Sure, sure. I think, I think it would be lower if it weren't as intense of a song. That's huge. And that's a great transition into what came next. This is a song called Haunt Me by the band Teen Suicide. Now, Shu, this is a yes or no question. Were you deeply indebted and inspired and intrigued by the lo-fi emo DIY sound of the mid-2010s? Not during it. And actually, if I think about it, not ever. <laughs> so... This is a style of music that I got I got really into in high school because it was bands like Teen Suicide, bands like Elvis Depressly, bands like Cyberbully Mom Club, and they were making music that I would say now intentionally sounds bad. What did you think of the production of a song like this? Um, I didn't get that vibe that it was like a bad song at all. Maybe not bad, but as soon as I listened to it, I was like, oh, this sounds like it would be or is in like an indie film movie. Um, it has very much ending or opening credit scenes. It's they're in a car and they're driving. Um, just if you guys just, I don't know, maybe want to have me write a script or something. I'm just saying that's my idea. <laughs> if you want me to paint you a picture, I'm going to do it with every fiber of my body. <laughs> <laughs> um and I, and I really liked it. This one, this one is interesting though, because you said earlier about, you were like, I, you know, instrumentals and you know, whatever I, you know, don't really care for. This song doesn't have 
that many lyrics. It has, it's like, it's a weird, it's not a normal structure, song structure. Um, and it's very soft, but the words are very, uh, well, I'm not going to say very sad. I think they're trying to be very sad. So you hit on a lot of things here. This is a style of music that, again, I was really into in high school. And then pretty much as soon as I graduated, I was like, okay, that's enough of this. We're just done with this entire thing. I hadn't heard this song in a very long time, but it was kind of at the top of my list of possible songs for this playlist. And I was so surprised that to an extent, I kind of thought it held up. Like I still really, really liked the song, but the production is intentionally muffled. It's again, it's this lo-fi thing. Even with all of the great technology we have now, they're essentially trying to use spare parts to record this song, but it came out on the right end and and the lyrics, you know, I want to be haunted. I want to be loved. I want to have a lot of friends and a lot of drugs, a very, I guess, just this is what the band did. And this is probably their most accessible song because you commented on the odd structure of it. And this is about as normal as they ever got from here. It totally veers off into a bunch of different directions that, you know, some of it, I liked some of it. I didn't, this band is on the list because in true, I will give you this advice as a young woman, you're dating in Chicago. If somebody mentions the band teen suicide, or they later became known as American pleasure club, which is not better. If they list that as one of their favorite bands, run typically it's yeah it's not it's not good um there's nothing wrong with this band I've always disliked their lead singer but he's never done anything to me personally but this is the type of band that would attract a crowd of people I would argue are prone to gaslighting okay okay yeah it's just if you're really into this you're in a really bad spot in life and you kind of need them to to figure some stuff out on their own before they get back into your life. Does that make sense? Oh, 100%. 100%. Well, shoo, I'm glad. Yeah. That being said, though, as far as rating this on a manipulator scale, I am I might surprise you. I'm going to give it like a, a four. Please um, explain. I will explain right now. <laughs> um, I think, I don't know much about this band itself. Um, They don't sound great from what you've uh, described or said. I I think they're fine people. Their singer has always just been very annoying to me. He picks weird battles to fight it. And this will sound wrong coming from me. I kind of just think he's a little bitch. Like I just, he really bugs me. That's actually perfect that you said that because I, I was just about to say, this song itself, I don't necessarily think is very strong in the male manipulator uh, category, but I do think he's just like whining, you know? He's just like, oh, I want to be haunted. And it's like, just like high thoughts, you know? Like That's, uh, th- This is a song full of high thoughts. I think that is a tremendous way to describe it, Shu. I would give it a six. I have a little bit more knowledge of their fan base and it's just terrifying to think about. I just think of like the few other kids in my high school that also were into the scene and I hope they're doing well now because at the time (laughs) they were struggling. Yeah. So it's interesting, you know, you were a little bit higher on the first song. I was a little bit higher on the second song in terms of being a manipulative song. I want to talk about Nightingale by Saves the Day. That was what was up next. Now, a lot of these songs are typically taking the perspective of 
they've been wronged by a woman and they either want a, a new feeling of embrace or they want some sort of revenge. This is a song that I think was the prototype for what we now know as simping. Shoo your thoughts. Well, Case, you couldn't have said it better. Case, <laughs> um, I remember listening to the song and on first glance, I didn't really listen to the lyrics. Uh, I just listened to it for the music and the vocals. And I remember thinking, these vocals are pretty good. Like I, I genuinely do think that this uh, singer is, is very talented. Um, and then I was like, let me look up the lyrics and read it <laughs> while I listen to the song. And case simping is the perfect word. Also, uh, what is it? Uh, something about a thousand miles. Yes, I'll I'll walk a thousand miles just to find the ground deserving of your feet. That's crazy. <laughs> Does that concern you at all? From obviously you're a queen. If a man was saying something like, "I'll walk a thousand miles just to find a ground deserving of your feet," is that concerning? Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. And not to, <laughs> I remember, this will stick in my head forever. There's, um, I'm so sorry, Case, but there's this uh, part in a musical where this ex-boyfriend <laughs> is talking, it's Heather's. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know what that is. It was a movie, it was an 80s movie before it was a musical. So that's Never heard of it. Anyway, it doesn't matter, but basically he says to her that he says, I'll worship you. Like, I worship you, and I would trade my life for yours. And guess what? He is a bad dude. And I remember someone from high school being like, if anyone ever says that they worship you, leave. Get out. Get out. Well, that's what I was curious about. This is why this song was on the playlist, because again, I wasn't sure. And again, I'm not a young woman dating at Chicago, although oh, I wish. But <laughs> I was I was curious about this idea of whether or not simping is manipulative and you seem to think that it is well hold up do i think simping is manipulative ah yeah i do you know we don't have to hold up anymore i do (laughs) (laughs) can you can you explain a little bit because i i have never told anybody that i've worshipped them before but i certainly tend to fall a little bit more in line with this line of thinking of i mean you've seen me be infatuated by women before this is not without the you know it's certainly within the realm of possibility of something that i would say to somebody to to walk a thousand miles just to find a ground deserving of your feet that kind of seems like some shit i'd spew sure okay um i i um it's kind of like what i said earlier if 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 someone i know have known for a very long time and like we've been in a relationship for seven plus years and all the words have been said and they're like I would walk a thousand miles just to find the ground deserving of your feet you know and it's seven years in and it's like that's stupid but so romantic you know that's I guess fine um but it it just seems very (sighs) people who feel this way about people and then put it in songs it's either like, okay, either this person feels the exact same way that you're talking about, or you are a scary, scary person. <laughs> and these <laughs> thoughts and feelings are so passionate. And I just met you. Those are rational and reasonable responses. I will say before we give this a rating, the band saves the day. That's who the song is by. For our musical Venn diagram, which is two separate circles, because I don't really think we see eye to eye on anybody. If there was one band we could possibly put in the middle, 
it might be these guys because they do a lot of big choruses. Their songs sound very anthemic. And I think the best thing I could say is I, I think if I was over at your apartment and, and once I get that vaccine, I will be. <laughs> I, I don't think the song would annoy you if you heard it in the background. And that's pretty much what I'm going for. Oh, 100%. Again, I, yeah, like I said earlier, I listened to it the first time and I was like, you know, this is, this guy's talented. This is, you know, a song. This is a good song. And then I read the lyrics and I was like, oh, okay. Interesting. Well, we have a change of perspective here. Again, this is the simping song on the playlist. I would like to know on a scale of one to 10, how manipulative this one is. In my personal opinion, this is a, this is like a nine or a 10. <laughs> this is, this is pretty high up there. I am at a seven. I think we're, we're closer to the same page here of like, Hey, like uh, good intentions, I'm sure, but tone it, tone it down a little bit. You know, this is, this is a lot. <laughs> this is a lot to present to someone no matter the context no matter the situation just hey break it down a little bit buddy it's a good song i'm just worried about you yeah if anyone actually said these words to my face i would laugh so let it be known <laughs> Shu would laugh if anybody said those words to her face the next song is another, I would say, an action that the body uh, does. It's a song by the band Mom Jeans. It is the song Sobs Quietly. I have in my notes, this seems like a song that you would hate. That is crazy, Case, because this might be my favorite song. <laughs> wow, a huge win for fourth wave emo bands that shoe is into this Mom Jeans song. What did you like about it? Um, It made me giggle. <laughs> it made me giggle. And uh, I don't also think it's a bad song. And I think that the lyrics um, are like, dare I say, a tiny, the tiniest. They're just like really like raw and passionate. And it's obvious that like, I don't know, it's just based on the um, cover art as well. It's just like two guys fucking around writing this song. As soon as they started singing, I wanted to do an impression of them singing. I am... I would say infamous for not being able to do impressions. I have said before, I would be a professional comedian if I could do any, if I could do one impression, it would be a game changer for me. I, this is the only voice I have though. This is it. And it doesn't really go up. Doesn't really go down. It's just kind of this. Even I feel like I can kind of do a mom jeans impression. Like these guys are just easy to make fun of. Yeah. Yes. Um, they're easy to make fun of. However, I think that they made this song and they were like, all right, you know, this is a fun song and we're just going to mess around. And that's honestly, I, I think it makes a lot of sense earlier that you said that I really like upbeat music and I, it's very happy and whatever. And this is one of my favorite songs because this is like the silliest song. And yes, it's uh, just some guy being like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> There's but a line. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. It's great. It's a cute little song. Like, I liked it. I like this song. <laughs> Do you have any red flags go off at the lines early on in this track where they're saying, I still don't blame you for making me stall when I learn how to drive your car because your best friends were all too sad to take you to the airport. He's saying like, hey, I don't blame you for this, but he also still kind of has a shitty attitude about it. Yeah, it's kind of like, 
no, I'm not going to make you pay me the $5.20 that you owe me, but it's whatever. <laughs> it's no, very, it's cool. It's like, I, like I don't need your money. Like, it's like, I don't need it, but I'm just saying, you know, you don't have to pay me the $5 that you owe me. That's it. Exactly. I'm a good person for not bringing this up. <laughs> and it's actually super cool of me to not talk about this even more like it's I, I just you owe me one is what I'm saying that's <laughs> it's, instead of paying me this money now you owe me later <laughs> that's yes that's very much what this um this song feels like and then the very next line is I miss you every minute of every day yeah I I'm stunned by the fact that you like this because it's it is funny and I think you took the humor out of it instead of just these two whiny guys being whiny because I look at this as kind of one of the more not manipulative but certainly annoying songs on the playlist this this is a song I really like it's a band that I I'm not crazy about but I do respect what they do and I really like the song but if this song catches me when I'm in the wrong mood I don't have patience for these fools at all that's very fair that's very fair I think honestly and I and I hate to say this but what really like drew me in is um the lyrics, the like three lines, crying without making any noise. All I want is your voice in my head and your hair in my bed. Very cute. Very cute. And um, very simple, but I think very like, oh, damn, you know? And I think it's really cool how they can like take the song that I think is very humorous while also putting in something that's like that heart-wrenching in a stupid little song. <laughs> Well, shoo, hot damn, let's put a numerical value on this. One to 10 on the manipulative scale, where does it fall? It's a solid, I think it's an eight. I think because it does those two things, I think it's an eight. I am going to share your rating. I'm at an eight. It is It is lighthearted. It's the funny guy. You know, everybody wants to date the funny guy, or so I've been told. Uh, and this is perhaps the fallout of it is they make some sort of a diss track about you and they you know, again, you know, it's not, it's not my fault that I, you know, it's, you know, I'm a good person for driving you to the airport. Your friends could have done it, but they, they did not I did it. And I, I'm a little bit concerned about that. So we're, we're on the same page there. This next song, I mean, this really could have been the main event. I am just fascinated because again, you're coming into this as uh, someone that loves new girl, Bruno Mars, Twilight. You weren't familiar with the band Crywank. Is that what you're telling me? I can't say that I was, nor am I really. (laughs) (laughs) This was a band that I also got really into in high school. This was my junior year. And I just remember hearing this and going like, oh, yeah, this is everything that I need in my life right now. Uh, Like it spoke to me on such a deep level. Not a band that I would ever call one of my favorite bands, obviously, because I don't want to say their name out loud in front of people which is a rightful thing to think but I had a summer vacation where my family went to Alabama for a week and I pretty much exclusively listened to the album that this song was on this was like my beach song which I know is wrong I'm just not doing the beach right at this point but I have a deep respect for this band but when I think of the idea of male manipulator music, they are who comes to mind. This one had a lot of really pretty music, I will say. Instrumentals and such, I really, really liked. Um, did I like anything else? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Kate, 
say. <laughs> I can't say that I did. I don't think I. <sighs> I, I will say while you're contemplating another possible compliment to give the song, which you do not have to give. If anything, I would be meaner <laughs> to it. Uh, this is the song only everyone can judge me again by the band Crywank. This was on an album that featured other songs titled I Am a Familiar Creek in Your Floorboards, I Am Shit in Leech Boy. Those were other songs on this album that, again, I was like, yo, this hits different. Like, this this stuff rocks. Uh, but it is so depressive and I would say lacking self-awareness, which I think is something maybe the Mom Jean song does really well. This is where things just go off the rails. 100%. I think that's a great, that's a great comparison that this um, is very much not self-aware. <laughs> this song is very not self-aware of itself. Um, and I keep looking through the lyrics and I keep reading it and I just constantly go back to the very last stanza. Um, and I remember, which it starts, it starts, well, it just is, oh, did I forget your name or make a joke no one laughed? Did I come across as stupid or did I come too fast? Guess how that comma is spelled. This isn't a brave face. This isn't a brave face. This is a mask. So. I would say incredible <laughs> songwriting. I would say this is exactly what I want. <laughs> This is exactly what I want to hear when people are making fun of people who like write stuff like this, you know? It is, it is crazy. It, it's not crazy because this is art and it's beautiful and I love music. But this... <laughs> it's this not your cup little, of tea. It is not my cup of tea. It's a little bit, everyone look at me, I'm sad. Um, I think that's very is, fair. I think that's very fair. Now, shoot, this is a 10-song playlist. We're kind of a little past the halfway point here. Was this your least favorite song on the playlist, or is there one either that we already talked about that you kind of hid from me, or is there one coming up that you liked even less than this? Um, this might <laughs> this might be my least. Okay, this might be in my top two least favorite, and we haven't gotten to the fantastic, other one. So fantastic, I'll just fantastic. I... I I will make a prediction in just a second as to what I think your least favorite song on the playlist was, but I first need a numerical value, one to 10. I, this is a pretty manipulative song, isn't it? Dare I say, the most. So I'm going to give it a 10. You can put it on the board. It is a 10 from <laughs> me as well for the song Only Everyone Can Judge Me by Crywank. And what followed was a band called McCafferty and a song called Dead Bird. And if I know Alyssa Schuster, I know that this had to have been her least favorite song on the playlist. You got it right on the head. You got it right on the head. <laughs> I don't know if that was a reference to something or not. It sounded very pretty, but I don't know what that was. It was not. That was just me singing. <laughs> Shu, in your, in your view, mm. what is wrong with this song? This song scares me, surely to my core, for sure. Um, so that, right off the bat, music, I don't want it to scare me uh, unless I'm like watching a horror movie. Um, I also think, no, it's just overall uh, very scary. It feels very 
don't be my grandpa said don't be afraid of death he's just your oldest friend coming back for what he forgot which is one two the fourth the fourth line of this song so that's that's a crazy way to set the tone and it really only goes downhill from there this is a band that i have a real love-hate relationship with i will say up top i believe there are some what i will deem sketchy allegations against them but i genuinely do not know uh, what is out there i just see their name lumped into some other problematic band so i will make that disclaimer up front but in terms of their music I have always considered them to be the white trash version of the Front Bottoms, where the Front Bottoms are a band that I love. I think you've, I, I, I think you've heard me talk about them. They're, they were initially on this playlist, but I actually kept it to bands that we haven't discussed on this podcast. But the Front Bottoms are a very charming band. Even if you don't like them, it's kind of like, oh, like, you know, they're just, they're doing their thing. This is dark. This is a scary song. You mentioned the line about the, the, the grandfather dying. I always go straight to what I believe is the second verse where the singer is saying uh, she's playing on the playground. She is playing on the swing. She is learning words like fucking hate. And I know that's, uh, I know just what it means. It means she's just like her mom. She'll end up lonely and sad. She'll end up alone with rings in her mouth, with guns in her house, with holes in her heart. And he's essentially saying that about a young child. Yeah. A young child playing in the, on a playground in the swing. Yes, as, as he says. <laughs> Quite as, yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. he spells it out for <laughs> Do you find there to be any sort of redeeming value to a song like this? Because I, I get the feeling that, you know, compared to the Mom Jean song, where if I played that in your living room, you'd be like, oh, this is fine. This is one you'd be like, Case, you have to not turn the song on. It's bad. Um, here's what I will say about this song. I think as far as finding another redeeming quality in it, I'm really happy that it makes certain people happy. You know what I mean? I'm really happy that at one point, maybe you, maybe someone listening to this found solace in this song, which if so, I really hope you're okay now. <laughs> I, I remember the first time I heard this, and again, very, very similar to my favorite band, but the trashier, or scarier version, but still hearing it being like, oh, <laughs> all right. Like, this is how we're going to do this now. This is very, very exciting. And since then, again, I've mellowed on them a little bit, but I, I got to say, big fan of this song, really big fan. Okay. And, and that is just, like I said before, the opposite spectrum talking again on opposite sides. Is this, I know we gave the last song the perfect 10 out of 10 on the manipulator scale. Is this following suit? Um, yes and no. I, I believe it's following suit, but I don't think it's as strong as a 10 as the last one. So I'll give it a nine. I think that's that's very kind of you. I am going to go with a 10. I, I can't get past that second verse. And it's, uh, again, a song I love, but even for me, it's a little, it's a little dark. But luckily, things take a shift in a different direction as we hit a song in a band that I am just blown away by their existence. This is the song 40 ounces on repeat by the band Fiddler. Look, I will say up top, I do not like this band. I think they suck. I think they're corny. I think their fans are weird, but I have a special place in my heart for this song. I think it is dumb in all of the right ways. And I will explain in a minute kind of why I felt like I needed to include it on this playlist, but it 
like they're loosely associated with the other bands in this playlist, but this one is a little out of left field, I think. Um, Case, this is very exciting. We feel the same about this song. Mm. I really liked this song. Like as a song by itself, I really liked this song. I think it's I think it's very fun. And um I looked at the lyrics uh beforehand and there's a, a lyric, I'm gonna lock myself inside my room with this 40 ounce on repeat, which is the start, I think, to maybe the chorus. Yeah. Um and then it re- it repeats, which cool. Um <laughs> the, the 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 second half of the word repeat, which is just the word eat. So it just says eat, 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 eat. And I read the lyrics first and I was like, oh, this is, this song looks fun. And then I listened to it and it was nothing like it, but it was still a fun song. Again, like this is a band that I think if you're 14 years old and you finally start to have some resemblance of freedom and you are by yourself at a gas station and you want to experiment with energy drinks, this is the band that is going to be the soundtrack of that experience. It is for 14 year old dorks. Yeah, what a beautiful sentiment. What a, yeah. That is, yeah. that is who the, like, when I was growing up, I feel like a lot of kids that fit that description were like really into Sublime. And this is the more intense version of that. Cause again, it's, it's really charming, but it's arguably objectively bad. And I feel like in the same way that a teen suicide song that we talked about earlier, maybe there's nothing wrong with that song on the surface. If you're a dude, that is proudly repping your Fiddler fandom. I I have a problem with it. I think it is weirdly toxic and and you're probably not even associating with me, but if I knew that about somebody, I would judge them a lot. I just think that's a weird thing to be a fan of because even for as fun as the song is, you've got lines like, I don't care at all. I'll drink some alcohol and I'll ma- it'll make me who I really want to be. But I'm that oh. kind of special person that drinks too much because nobody understands me. I got bills to pay. I got pills to take because I'm born and raised in the USA. That is <laughs> so fucking corny, but I love it in the context of this song. Yeah, yes. I And, and also, once again, I think similar to the Mom Jeans song, it it's a little goofy in the deliverance, delivery. <laughs> in, in the deliverance. In the deliverance. Uh, in the delivery of <laughs> the vocals. It was another song where like, as soon as I heard it, I was like, I want to make fun of this dude and mock him and sing this song just like him. Well, luckily I want to make fun of him too. We're, we're in complete agreement there. I'm curious though, because again, I, I included the band just because of, I think the reputation that they have, not necessarily the song. Did you find the song to be very manipulative? Would you call this male manipulator music? Um, a little bit, a little bit. I'm going to give it a six and I'll explain why. Um, I do think it's a little bit of male manipulator music in the sense of it's this guy being like, nobody understands me. My life sucks. If I got my life together, it still wouldn't even be that good. (laughs) So it's like, okay, well, what do you want me to do about it? Well, I think that's a very fair six. I'm at about a five with it. So we're really in the same ballpark there. And if you want to talk about sad songs, you want to talk about misery. Well, we're in the back half of this playlist now. We're talking about the the, the song Sad Songs by the band AJJ, formerly known as Andrew Jackson Jihad. I've talked about it on the show before. 
shoe this band changed my life the first time i heard them a like the back of my head blew off experience just didn't think what they were doing was allowed let alone possible like completely just reinvented who i was once i heard them this is a little bit of a departure from their signature sound because this was a, a, an electric song. They're typically an acoustic band. But I'm curious as to what you thought of Sad Songs by AJJ. He said, I, I don't want to hurt your feelings or be Please, please go ahead. <laughs> but I hated this song. I hated this song. Hate. And, and <laughs> please tell me why. Here's the thing. Not only is it rightfully so i think not not as much but it's rightfully so in the male manipulator category it's like country bumpkin like banjo like what is it something country bears the country bears like it it is i did not like it and like if i'm if I'm going to hate on an entire genre of music, like freely without feeling bad about it, it will be country. And the fact that it, it was reminiscent of country. Um, well, well, this band is, <laughs> I, I would argue the godfathers of the folk punk genre. They are the band most associated with that movement. That was uh, really big about 15 years ago. And just from the look on your face, that doesn't seem like something you, you're not going to be listening to ghost mice or defiance, Ohio or ramshackle glory anytime soon. I take it. Not a chance. <laughs> so is it the lyrics you had an issue with? What about the song really irked you? It, not the lyrics. I thought the lyrics were fun and like kind of silly. I think they're a very funny band. I, I would, based on these lyrics, I would agree. And honestly, based on the song itself i would agree it's truly and this like is happens not a lot but it's truly the music aspect of it i hate it i hate the tempo i hate the sound <laughs> i hate the way it makes me feel <laughs> if i had like a visceral i may have lied to you earlier case this might be i might have three top uh hated songs Shu, we are going to have to have you back on this podcast to listen to their more folkier, <laughs> more country stuff, because this is like a rock song for them. This isn't even what I would consider to be folky compared to literally any of their other songs. That is crazy. I, look, I love this band. I saw them my freshman year, like right, right when I got to Chicago, and it was like it was sort of a symbolic moment for me and this will sound cheesy but I'm okay with that of like this is what high school case liked and then I saw them in person and now I'm transitioning into college case and it felt like a real demarcation point there I don't listen to the band a ton anymore I have immense respect for what they've done I still love them that being said their fan base is weird and if a dude is really repping AJJ as his personality it's another one where shoe I would suggest you hit him with a spongebob and say I'm a head out uh-huh. I love that. Thank, Thank you. you. On a scale of one to 10, manipulative. Uh, manipulative, four. I don't think this is this one's too bad. I will say I'm going to give it a six on the notion that if this is really your personality, like if you like this song too much, I think it's troubling. So I'm going to bump it up a little bit. Maybe I've been in that, in that position before. Maybe I'm speaking from experience. So I, I will bump it up to the six. 
Shu, we've got two songs left. I know that this next one we're talking about, you called me after listening to it. You were <laughs> stunned by yeah. the lyrical content in Wow, I Can Get Sexual too by Say Anything. You have the floor. This song is a real bummer. It's a real, real bummer because everything before the part that I know, you know what I'm talking about, everything before that, I was like, okay, this guy can sing. Okay, I kind of like this song. This is like very 2000, like early 2000s. I kind of, I'm really vibing with it. Then the She called me on period. the phone and she touched herself. Is the lyrics you're referring to. The, absolutely the lyrics that I'm referring to because <clears throat> it's not just I called her on the phone and she touched herself. It's then followed by another she touched herself, followed by another I called her on the phone and she touched herself, followed by I laughed myself to sleep, which rude, first of all, women are beautiful. <laughs> first things first, women are beautiful. First things first, women are beautiful. Okay, so imagine that. And then that verse is repeated one, two, four times later in the song. And it really ruins it. It really ruins it, I will say. So this is a band called Say Anything. I only know this album, which is called Is a Real Boy. And the entire theme was this almost rock opera-esque, self-aware satire of the scene that they were a part of. This is a song about calling an underage girl and performing those actions in a very self-aware manner. They were essentially calling out the other bands that have done this for real and the entire album is sexual escapades gone wrong essentially and it's very self-aware and it's done cloaked in irony and I think to an extent is one of the more ambitious and successfully executed albums of this style it's in its own weird way kind of a masterpiece and this is the song that I think reaches the pinnacle of, like you mentioned, the first half being le- just a legitimately good song and the second half being so fucked up and making you ask so many questions about what is going on and why it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And also, now that I know that information, I feel as if I do have a little bit of my foot in my mouth, some might say, but um, because that does definitely change things, I think. Perspective. Well, well let, think, let me, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I still think it's a manipulative song. But as far as my own personal opinion about the song, it does change it. I think the issue that people get into, and it's why this is on the playlist, is that I can look at it and laugh. And once you know the context behind it, you can appreciate it for what it is. But there are people that take this entire album to heart and they take it very seriously. And they perhaps relate too much to the failures and don't lean hard enough into the irony and that is how incels are born amen so on a scale of one to ten while i can get sexual too by say anything where does that fall on the manipulative scale for me it's a 10 it's another 10 i uh i think that's very fair i'm at a 10 as well and that brings us to our final song in this playlist i hope you've been following along 
on the uh, the playlist that is linked in the episode description, Male Manipulator Music. We end with Rory. 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 By the band Foxing. Shoe. It's another song with weird song structure. I think it's very different from what you would typically listen to. I'm curious as to what you think about it as a song. Um, I thought it was a very beautiful song. Uh, I, once again, it kind of, not necessarily, I think they sound the same, but it gives me kind of the same feeling, the same vibes, some might say, as the teen suicide, uh, kind of esque, almost in a way where I could see this being in a movie, being in, um, kind of the end of a movie sort of thing. Um, but I remember I listened to it and then I once again looked up the lyrics afterwards. And the lyrics, um, uh, and I swear that sweat would envelop your arms if you broke down and held it. I swear I'm a good man. I swear I'm a good man. So why don't you love me back? Why don't you love me back? Uh, you know how people are like, ugh, if you say that you're funny, you're not funny, <laughs> you know? Yes, I, I'm familiar with the concept. You know, you know this, yeah. Um, that's just the, the, the immediate reaction where I was like, I feel like you're not. if you swear that you're a good man twice i feel like you're not a good man (laughs) i think that is tremendous analysis of the song and i will mention that you know i talked earlier kind of at the top about how there's a not very fun side of this topic foxing is a band that i i feel like has done a tremendous job of taking steps at their shows to make sure it's a very inclusive environment to make sure everybody feels safe uh there was an incident with uh, an assault at at one of their shows a few years back and i i thought they responded tremendously to it they took it very seriously they have their fans interest at heart which is why i think it's really fun to break down a song like this that is again pretty dark and in this you know why don't you love me back in this blood curling scream it's unbelievably emotional and deeply deeply manipulative in my opinion oh so yes Completely, I completely agree with you. Just I will. The- I will also say about this band. I I complimented how good of, of people that at least I am led to think that they are. Their fan base full of male manipulators and vo- avoid <laughs> foxing fans at all costs. I know a few of them personally. Good dudes, do not date them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wonderful, wonderful. I I should honestly be writing these down. Um. <laughs> But I was just going to say, just the this quick phrase, why don't you love me back, is such a wild, a wild thing, you know? Where it's like, everyone thinks it, where it's like, oh, why don't they love me back? Why don't they love me back? But to put it in a song, to put it, to say it out loud, it's like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you're manipulative? It feels like a proper way to end this playlist. It feels like the finale of something and like we said, it, it's a little troubling. So Shu, on a scale of one to 10, the final song that you will have to rate on the manipulative scale, where are you at with it? Um, it's, it's up there. I'm at a nine. I'm at an eight. So once again, similar ballpark. I think that's a very fair way of doing things. Shu, I've, I've had you on this podcast for an hour now. I hope you don't feel gaslit or like this is a toxic environment of of any sort this has been an emotional journey for us thank you for coming on the podcast thank you for listening to all of these stupid songs that i like it has been a pleasure before you go 
Is there anything you'd like to plug? Would you like the people to be able to find you on social media? Is there anything you're working on that you would like to let the people know about? Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram just for fun, I would love it. It's my name, Alyssa underscore Lindsay, uh, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y, 26. Um, <laughs> I'm in a sh- uh, no, I'm not. I'm in senior showcase later. So if you want to see it in April, you can. And that is a, a Columbia College Chicago production, the senior showcase. I don't even know what this is. And I go to the yes. school. The acting, the theater senior showcase at Columbia College Chicago. It is going virtual April 16th. You got to be there. I'm doing two 45 second monologues. You blink, you'll miss it. <laughs> Now that's a plug. Now that's a show that I want to see because you told me about it. Uh, Shoe, this was a blast. As always, you can follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at underscore K-Slow, C-A-S-E-L-O-W-E. And the podcast itself, if you want updates on the show but don't want updates on my personal life, can be found on Instagram at Albums. Alyssa Schuster, for an hour, you have been properly manipulated. I am sorry, and I wish you luck in the best of your future endeavors. This has been the Art School Albums Podcast. Thank you.